1: Hello, and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Markets. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Dawson Tyron Move, your premier ag tire wheel provider in North America, helping people grow. Tractor Zoom delivered insights and dry shod boots, the official work boot of the Moving Iron Podcast. This is a uh, special edition here. I got Chip Nelliger on here from Blue Ridge Marketing, and Chip is typically on Sundays, but we wanted to get him on here this Friday so we can talk about the cool stuff that happened in the market today as far as the uh, reports go. So you had two big reports come out, Chip. You had the, the weekly export report, and then you also had the uh uh crop condition report that came out as well so uh usda did roll back the uh yield essence a little bit and the uh and the markets did respond uh very favorably to that so i guess chip give me your reaction to what you saw happen today and, and a little bit of uh, your uh, your thoughts on on the trade overall
0: yeah absolutely yeah it was quite a day quite a week um the bean market just is relentless rallying and um you know, the numbers came out uh, about as expected, quite honestly. Um, and, and the market had rallied pretty significantly going into this report, both corn and beans. You know, we rallied a uh, dollar plus in the month um, in beans in the month from the August report till today. So some of that was in anticipation of this hot August and dry August, cutting bean yields back. China's been buying beans almost every day. That's been uh, good. And the funds are just on a massive tear. They just buy beans. If, if the market's open, uh, they're buying beans. It doesn't matter. Uh, overnight, in the morning, in the afternoon, as long as the market's open, the funds are buying beans. Um, and, uh, and, and these numbers, at first glance, were about as expected. Um, given the rally, I, I feared that we were maybe shaping up for the opposite of last month, where we got bearish news last month, but because of the dry conditions, the market rallied. And I was fearful that this month, since we'd rallied so far, so fast into this report, that we'd see the cut in yields and the cut and carry out, and then the market would correct. But uh, the bean market doesn't uh, show any any signs just yet that it's ready to uh, you know, uh, put a correction in. Um, let me just pull up here. While you're, while you're pulling that up talk
1: about that a little bit because the soviet market is the one that's been getting kicked around the most is it because of so much china but coming to the table and buying stuff is that driving that or is it what what's what's your thoughts on why that's such a such a big deal now
0: yeah it's it's china and they literally okay. are buying uh, millions of bushels a day um and it's almost every day on a daily basis they're buying you know between 10 and and uh, 18 19 million bushels of beans. Um, and that's been, I can't even tell you, you know, 18 of 20 days, something stupid like that. Uh, and, and the bean market itself has rallied, um, you know, a, a, well, by now the close today, I think it's about a dollar and 20 cents straight up and it's closed higher. I think something like 12 of the last 13 days or 13 of the last 14, I'm not sure, but, uh, it's a pretty straight up move and uh you know the thing about it is um and and these numbers here you know they came out at 178 and a half on corn yields the average estimate right here is 1783 so the market did a pretty good job of anticipating this 519 on um on the beans the market was expecting 51.8 so while it was a cut you know it was a 3 point uh 3 bushels uh, lower on corn 1.4 on beans Um, they didn't do anything on bean demand. So, you know, part of this is the the market anticipated. the USDA even anticipated some of this China buying and we have greatly increased our bean demand numbers compared to a year ago already. So some of this is baked in, um, at this stage, they didn't see a need to go higher on, uh, bean demand. Um, they, they went higher, I believe by 75 million bushels last month. On exports, but they left everything the same this month. And uh, they did increase corn exports by 100 million, but they decreased ethanol by 100. So kind of offset that. Um, as you flow through that, they um, when, when we look at the demand tweaks in corn and the lower yield in beans, our carryout came out to 460 million bushels in the beans. That was a, uh, a cut of 150 million. In the market estimated a 465 carryout, so we we're pretty well on track there. 2.503 billion bushel carryout on the corn. The market expected 2.45, so we did get to 253 million bushel cut. Um, but again, you know that nothing really jumped out. Sure, it was a cut. It was it's friendly, uh, but these are still big crops. Uh, the the USA did also cut harvested acreage by 550,000 acres due to the Iowa windstorm. And so uh, I think that was pretty well, uh, anticipated as well. And, uh, so nothing in here screamed that, you know, Hey, we got to go to $11 beans, but the funds, um, still here's a bean chart I'm showing, uh, this gray box is I scrunch this chart up, um, kind of the previous highs and the previous contract high, and we paused for a couple days ahead of this report uh, in this resistance area, but today just literally blew right through it, um, just shy of ten dollars. Nine ninety eight was our high today uh, in the November contract, and this is still, you know, going to be uh, a, a big, big crop, and we're just at the very beginning of harvest. So, really impressive action in the beans. Um, and this move here from the August uh, report, two days prior to the August report, a month ago, the low is eight sixty-five and a quarter. So actually, we're now uh, what a dollar and thirty-two cents higher than we were one month ago in beans. That's you know you didn't see this straight up of a move even in uh, two thousand and twelve, the drought year. So it is it's pretty yeah. unprecedented. Funds now um, every Friday we get a, a, a CFTC. Commitment of Traders report shows us as of Tuesday where the fund position was. Uh, they were about 175,000 contracts long in beans. It's estimated they bought um, twenty to 25,000 uh, since that point in time. So they're estimated to be just shy of 200,000 contracts long. The record ever for the funds was 2012 at 240,000 contracts. So we are getting into a little bit of, uh, of rare error. Here, as far as the size that the uh, the, the funds um, have gotten into this market, it doesn't mean that uh, we can't keep going. But uh, boy, it's an impressive run, and you know, just doing some estimate uh, estimations here. This market will correct at some point in time. Um, I'm not sure from what level, but um, a, a logical area if it's close at hand. Could be back here towards this 9.30 area. There's some retracements in this uh, blue box here from basically 9.15 to about 9.35. Uh, the higher we go, you'd have to raise this up a little bit. But uh, you could see a big correction and big volatility. We've seen that in other bull markets. Put a 60-cent break in beans and still maybe not have seen the highs yet because we have to get through the upcoming South American summer. Um, you know, our winter, their summer, and, uh, there'll be, you know, the whole weather game that we play as far as how their crops, how they get planted and, and what their growing season is real quick, Casey here. I'll just show the corn chart as well. December corn, um, struggled most of the day. Honestly, I think if it weren't for beans closing 20 higher, uh, corn probably would have been lower on the day, but, uh, as long as beans are going to put the, the trajectory that they're on, you're going to drag corn along with it um, and I think a month month and a half ago Casey week we talked about this as well I haven't changed this much uh, this gray box here is where um, you know some targets I have from the low uh, talk called about 372 up to just uh, north of 380 I think if you see um, prices up in this zone you really have to take a close close look at things and say hey do do we need to you know be doing some risk management in this zone uh making some sales buying some puts something because still the USDA even though they cut yields that's still a record crop and obviously I, I understand the other side of that there's the market saying well now in 30 days and the October report comes out are they going to cut yields another 3 bushels 4 bushels in corn or are they close so there is still some uncertainty in this thing but um you know it's been a, a, an awful nice rally and again if we're getting close to uh, intermediate term high in here, uh, the 38 to 50% retracement zone is going to come back about 350 to down to about 344. And then this other box kind of drawn inside the bigger uh, rectangle here is a gap that's in the chart back here from about 345 to 347, roughly. Uh, actually, I think it's 345 and a half to 348. Yeah, 345 and a half to 348. That could be a logical target if we get some some harvest pressure going in here. And um, you know, with shrinking carry out, shrinking yield, good demand, you still could see this correction back towards this gap, and then you know, uh, an eventual rally into new highs later this winter or uh, or next spring. So, uh, with prices increasing, the volatility is likely going to increase. We're not going to go straight up forever. No market um, on on back to this bean chart. You can uh, talk about some massive bull markets in history and not many of them go at this angle of ascent. Um, there will be a correction at some point. It could be uh, pretty swift and violent when it comes. And, uh, it's been great cause it's been straight up, but it's not going to be that way forever. I don't think. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> okay. So let me ask you a question. So if you look you back, at, go back to your corn chart real quick. And let's say that we have, uh, they come out in the October report and they do, ding it, you know, two to four bushels an acre. What's that look like on your chart then? What could happen?
0: Yeah, you know, I, well, I think um, that would probably warrant something, you know, up here in the three eighty-five to to three ninety-plus range. Um, it, because and maybe higher. Um, talked about the funds a little bit in the in the beans they're getting to a right. pretty pretty big position well they've they're just now getting long in corn so they've got some room if they want to throw some uh, some money and get long this corn market a couple you know 2 300,000 contracts would be getting up towards a a pretty uh, big long position size for them that's enough to push this market a little bit so they've got some room to do that um i don't know if they do it right now i think it would take something like um, a further cut in October. And then you get the market thinking like, oh, that, you know, the dry weather in August really dinged us and the, and the wind damage from Iowa. Um, and, and maybe this thing's going to just keep shrinking all the way to the January report. If they come out and they're unchanged in October, uh, it's probably a different, you know, a different story. And we got 30 days, uh, to, you know, debate that. And that's a good thing. The, the uncertainty of that question you just asked um you know maybe enough to to uh keep this thing from falling apart obviously and keep people interested in, in buying this thing on the brakes okay so this morning I, and i was going to ask you this i
1: want to make sure i ask you this question here so okay so right now two things have come out so brazil has um farmers have sold off half of their bean crop and they have, and they're just now starting to plant their bean crop. And then you've got um, uh, Brazil is also still kicking that idea around of of just scrapping tariffs temporarily, anyway, on on soybeans and corn coming into the country. If they do, if they do make that full announcement, like you know what, we're no more tariffs for for the foreseeable future. We're going to just let that go. And then they have a uh, a kind of a hiccup down there. Uh, due to drought and stuff that they've kind of run into already what's your thought on the bean market just because of those two things
0: yeah it could get explosive and and that's now with with shrinking even if that's the last cut that we saw today and that's going to be the right. final crop size still big crops still big bean crops, still a record corn crop um you have that uncertainty right and so it's just a different feel than 60 days ago when it looked like we had just literally massive record yields. It just quit raining. Had it kept raining, that keeps a little bit of the uncertainty uh, out of this thing because of the big stocks we'd have. But that's shrinking, and um, and and that question will be there if they have some sort of a weather problem down there. Um, it could get really explosive uh, on the beans, especially if China continues with with the uh, the appetite that they're at. And I don't think that that is sustainable the pace they're on uh, a we there's only so much uh, shipping capacity that we have to get not only beans but all the other stuff that we ship out um, you know corn wheat uh, all the other stuff out of these ports and so we're going to kind of tax the system a little bit the other thing is a lot of this is right now uh, you know they've kind of filled up their their october you know fall september october november stuff they're working on like December, January type stuff. And then by February and March, um, you know, you have those supplies in, in South America. So the window might be narrowing a little bit here. Um, and eventually they're going to kind of have the maximum amount bought that they need from us. And then the real question comes, are they going to keep buying from us, clear out into the, the the time slot that South American new crop supplies would would be available. Um, and if so, that's a, a new dynamic as well. Um, cause typically in years past well, you get, you know, to January and that's it, you know, they're, they're not taking another bushel from us. They're getting it from South America. Uh, so any t- any weather blip down there is going to be, uh, highly explosive potentially. And you mentioned parts of Argentina. It's a La Nina year. That kind of trends towards maybe a little bit uh, drier for them, especially Argentina. Um, And so that could be something that's really crazy this winter. However, due to their currency, especially in Brazil, they're making massive money. That's why they have half their beans sold. Um, They're making literally like three years of profits on this crop they're about to plant. They're going to plant a massive amount of acres, uh, three to 5% more acres uh, down there. And so they're going to try to respond to these higher prices and, um, you know way record profitability for them by planting uh fence row to fence row uh so to speak I don't know if they have fences in uh Brazil necessarily <laughs> like uh we we used to in the corn belt but uh, they're going to plant everywhere they can um and and, and you know uh, everywhere so i don't want to throw cold water on it uh we certainly uh it, it's a demand led bull market it's unlike anything we've seen uh probably in uh, ever, uh, here. And it appears that China has an appetite, uh, that's real right now, whether that's, you know, there's some well public, they've had some storms that's damaged some of their crops. They've had insect problems. They've got the flooding uh, to the South. So they have their own issues right now. And I think they really do need, um, particularly the beans, but also, you know, the corn to some extent. And, um, it's good to see them in our market, uh, in a big way. I think they, Maybe not to the extent. I I think it's just lined up. The stars align. We have this trade agreement on top of a a, a real need for them. I think if you throw the trade agreement out and replay this thing, they're going to be buying uh, corn and and, and beans from us anyway, because they need it and pork. Uh, Maybe not to the extent that they are right now. So we've got to hypercharge this thing, but um, yeah, it's a new wrinkle, right? 60 days ago, we thought, oh, we're going to Struggle to stay north of three dollar corn and we're going to seven and a half dollar beans because we just got too much of it. Now we've shrank that crop size back and that just increases the um, the need for South America to to come up with a a big crop and any weather problem down there is going to be potentially explosive. So that'll start, uh, you know, probably December, January, February. Would kind of be their uh, the equivalent of of our summer time frame. I'd say kind of last half of January through February is kind of their August time frame in Brazil. A little bit later than that in Argentina. So we've got that fun to look forward to. Uh, we had our own weather market uh, this year here, and I don't know if anyone likes weather markets. I hate them, but uh, it looks like there it's looming now. Uh it, it might the snow might be blowing here, but we'll we will definitely be trading South American summer weather. Yeah, we had snow blowing earlier this week, so it
1: wasn't uh <laughs> <laughs> it was it was oddly enough, it's supposed to be like 95 degrees next week. So one week of one week of cooler, damp weather and then 95 yeah. Degrees, so there you go. Last question for you here, kind of give me your insights on this summer driving season is over and we have seen the price of oil start to slip a little bit because of that, demands down. Uh, with demand uh, of with cheaper oil becomes cheaper ethanol prices. And as you look at ethanol compared to corn, what are your thoughts moving in with ethanol moving into
0: uh, the last quarter of the year? Yeah. Um, this is a crude oil chart right here. Um, this market just kind of went sideways to slightly grinding higher uh, for a long time, two, three months in here. And it's, uh, what's that old saying? You take the, uh, uh, the, 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 stairs up and the elevator down. I mean, this was just, we fell pretty fast, pretty quickly, uh, in crude oil, um, you know, six bucks, seven bucks in a short amount of time. So there are some issues in here. Um, you saw them cut ethanol today by a hundred million bushels. Um, it's bounced back from the, you know, peak of the shutdowns during COVID But it still is way under the pace we need it to be. And if this crude oil is a a, a tricky animal um, because it's you've got politics and all kinds of geopolitical things going on here outside of just simple supply and demand. Uh, If this is just a kind of pause before you head down here back towards 30 that's going to continue to crimp ethanol a little bit. Uh, If this is, you know, hey, this is just support. And I haven't done this. I haven't looked at this. But let's see what the retracement is on this to find out. So isn't that interesting how that uh, worked out? We pegged the 38% retracement and stopped so far. So if this is just a a little correction um, and we're going to go back up here and challenge the highs or get back north of 40 or going to new highs, um you know that's obviously going to help, so this definitely is gonna be an issue for corn going forward um exports you mentioned exports they've been on a just a rapid pace here and uh and that's good news and a lot of that's going to China obviously on the beans and and they've taken quite a bit of corn as well uh so that is a bright spot but um you know this ethanol thing is definitely something that's gonna be challenging going forward and you know, I didn't want to talk about the winter and colder weather and what that may or may not mean to the this whole virus uh, deal, but uh, it's definitely a a concern right now. Um, like to see crude oil support here and kind of get back north of forty, and I think maybe that'll keep some profitability there. But it's definitely uh, been hit a little bit in the last week or ten days.
1: right on.
0: Well, good stuff as usual, Chip.
1: What's the, uh, if folks are working on a, a plan or just working on trying to keep things uh, on the right path here, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you and ask questions about what's going on in the market?
0: Yeah, you can just give us a call directly at the office, 309 550 7213. And uh, we'd love to chat with you. It's uh, always critical to have a plan, but uh, these markets move so fast, uh, so quickly. You know, you, you got to know what you're going to do before the market does its thing because it doesn't usually stay there very long. Very
1: true. Well, I am Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. like to thank Chip Nellinger for being a guest on this episode. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all the latest podcasts and blogs as they drop. Also, check out movingironllc.com for all the latest Moving Iron info on the Moving Iron Summit as well as the Moving Iron podcast moon nine summit is january 20th through the 22nd in nashville tennessee check out the website for all the latest information there and if you're interested in attending get on there shoot me an email and i'd be happy to give you the information on it chip i ask a real quick question how many of your how many of your producers you work with would like to have more information about what's going on in the auction market when it comes to uh to their equipment
0: um probably a lot Probably okay. a lot. There's a lot of equipment moving and, uh, you know, having an accurate prices is not like a marketer. You can't, you can't run to your screen and check, uh, you know, what that uh, combine uh, is worth. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be useful information for sure. Well, you can now chip because
1: iron comps is part of tractor zoom and they have a new product out there called iron comp insights. And the subscription is $299 a year. And if you use, uh, user code uh, moving iron at checkout, you get $75 off. So, if you're interested in what's going on in the auction market, an easy place to check out and see what's going on there, an easy way to track amongst about 400 and some different auctioneers and auction um, houses that are selling equipment every day. Check out Iron Cops Insights and get that subscription. Get $75 off when you use Moving Iron at checkout. So, with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Chip Melinger. Let's go move some iron, folks. Out.